Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming to you live from New York City. And tonight we're going to do the AEW review. Uh, officially, I was supposed to do it last night, but because we had technical uh, situation and technical problems, I wasn't able to give you guys the uh, review. So I'm doing it tonight. Um, first of all, the AEW Dynamite. Uh, was pretty good, um, and it started off very well with the tag team tournament starting it off, which was pretty good. Um, but it was a good way to start the uh, show. Uh, first of all, they, they, they decided to show a video package of the Young Bucks and the history with Pirate Party. Um, they show uh, clips of them wrestling. At House of Glory, which it was, I found it great that they actually mentioned House of Glory, which Private Party came from, where they all started their careers at, and also they talked about how they got picked to be at AEW. So this match uh, was ready and set to go. The match pretty much started uh, from the get-go. Uh, it was a brilliant, fast-paced tag match that had urgency building as the time limit kept closer. Private Party kept up move for move, and if AEW intends to make new start, this is a great way to go about that process. Private Party picking up a huge upset in the first match of the tournament felt like a big deal, and the crowd reaction did not hurt. A simply great TV tag match with the correct correct winners, uh, and the match pretty much it was a. Uh, you know, the Young Bucks started, you know, quick. So did uh, Private Party. They tried to pretty much, you know, set the tone to go, you know, with the Young Bucks. They did with them. I mean, at one point, uh, Matt, Jock, Matt, Matt Jackson uh, grabbed Mark Quinn and powerbombed them in the ramp. And Mark Quinn played that injury for most of the match. And they, they went and um, they, the Young Bucks pretty much, Teaming teamed up against Cassidy um, and throughout the match, but again, Private Party an upset win against the Young Bucks. And many people be like, "Oh, but why the Young Bucks lost?" Whatever. But let's let's face it. This is a great way to to start to begin and to to start the tournament to show you that hey, look, we're gonna. You know, quiet the critics because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, why did the, you know, the Young Bucks uh, got labels and now they're gonna, you know, hog up all the glory?" No, it shows everybody that that's not what the intentions are. They're gonna push the tag team division and they are going to show that look, we could lose to the younger generation and we'll sooner down the line we'll get a title shot and we'll end up probably winning the belt somewhere down the line but this was great it was a great match um it didn't hurt you know it doesn't hurt anybody everybody wins in this one so then um then we had the promo where they had the um the uh chris jericho come out with uh, jack hager uh lax and sammy Guevara. i still call them lax until they come with a new team um, team name, but Kurt, you know, Chris Jericho pretty much uh, introduced the Inner Circle. That's the new team, uh, or the new faction now in AEW, and they pretty much letting everybody know that they are taking over and nobody can stop them. And they pretty much, uh, you know, 
Jericho was addressing the actions of the new faction created at the end of the debut episode of Dynamite last week. Uh, He declared himself, Sammy Guerrero, Jack Hager, and Santana Ortiz as the inner circle. So, but it's funny because I said he introduces everybody. When he got to Jake Hager, they pretty much, uh, the crowd started chanting, we the people. With him saying that, he pretty much um, said that, uh, that, we the people suck and it's dead and buried, which means he's told to stop chanting that. And possibly he said it was stupid idea from back creating and all that's gone. So pretty much he's saying that that whole chant of we the people was stupid from um, WWE. He took a shot at WWE and pretty much letting everybody know that, you know, that Jake Hager is no longer Jack Swagger, as most of the people know him as being but um we'll be right back after these messages if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So the first match, uh, we're back in the first match that started after the promo that um, um, Jericho spoke about was the Darby Allen and um, Jimmy Havoc. They pretty much did a uh, video package also of that as you know Jimmy Havoc won a three-way tag team hardcore match at All Out uh, between him, Joey Janela and Darby Allen. but this match was a shot to become the number one contender for the AEW world title um, the finish came after Allen landed a coffin drop off the top rope it was a great showcase for both men who worked very unique styles compared to what you consider a TV wrestling in 2019. Um, Allen has been treated as a guy with a lot of upside with the previous draw with Cody and picking up a win over Havoc to earn a title shot at Jericho next week. Gives AEW an undeniable sense of being different than the standard offering fans have been getting from WWE. And I say that because it's true. You can see they're not just giving out title shots just because you look at the belt and you get a title shot. That's not what's happening here. And this match pretty much Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc. They pretty much they didn't they didn't leave anything um, that they usually don't do in when they wrestle. They they did the um, uh, kind of the hardcore style. You know, at one point um, Jimmy Havoc grabbed Darby Allen and kind of just flinged him over the top rope and he landed hard outside. But Again, you know, Darby Allen ended up winning this match, and now he is going to get a shot at the AEW uh, uh, World Champion, which is Chris Jericho, and that pretty much sets up what's going to happen next week. And pretty much as, as the night was progressing, the full gear card was also progressing, but you know, and, and the storyline behind what's going to be full gear, you know, so the Jericho already mentioning the inner the inner circle as a faction. The fact that um, we saw the tag team tournament, which probably, hopefully by then, maybe maybe the semifinals, maybe the finals of the tag belts will be 
by the time full gear come around. So we don't know. But, you know, but as you see, Darby Allen wins the match against uh, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, then the next match was Britt Baker and Riho uh, versus B. Prinsley and Emi Sakara. And that match, um, you know, was uh, Baker submitted Sakara with a manable claw. And then and AEW has continued to protect its women's champion by having her win almost every outing. She is now 5-1 overall AEW competition. And remember, even though these wrestlers lose a win, wins and losses count in AEW. This is, like I said, nothing like the other wrestling promotion. Um, well, pretty much everybody talks about the WWE. You know, this wrestling matches count. The wins and losses count. So it's, it doesn't, it doesn't um, mean like... You win a match and the next week you're getting a title shot. I mean, you lose a match and you get a title shot the following week. It doesn't work that way in AEW. So, so far, Rio is 5-1. And the, the tag team match between Britt Baker and Rio and doing that, Britt Baker and Rio and, uh, against B. Prisley and Eric Emi Sakara. B. Prisley uh, gets doing the fight of doing the wrestling match. She again injured Britt Baker. And this time she gave her a little knot, a nice little shiner under her eyes. This is the second time B. Prisley hurts Britt Baker. The first one was that I believe was a fight full of falling where she kind of dropped Britt Baker and um, she um, landed kind of wrong and she ended up having a concussion. This is why Britt Baker went to do a tag on Riho and she ended up trying to tag the wrong person because she wasn't. Um, aware of her surroundings so this kind of like now it's getting personal between these two women and now this is the second time B. Prisley hurts Britt Baker and who knows what's going to happen um, then they did like a best friends promo from ringside and they were, talk about, they were talking about the upcoming match with SCU and rather than them discussing how they're feeling about the match they turned to Orange Cassidy who was a Reclining in the crowd, Cassidy gave a thumbs up, and that was it. It was like an approval on his part. And then the next match was the John Moxley versus Sean Spears, and Spears came in, showed up with Tully Blanchard, um, and this was a good match. Um, and so far, you know, um, Tully Blanchard got involved at ringside, so he from the get-go, the minute that Moxley came in. Um, Blanchard got involved and he got hit by uh, Moxley. Moxley wasn't, you know, he he wasn't um, having it. So, you know, he got involved in, he's continuing his role as very involved manager in Spear matches. So, after stopping Moxley from being on Spear at ringside, he later took advantage of some of the distractions to throw Moxley into the ringside. By some exci- after some exciting back and forth, Moxley uh, hit his finisher for the win. After the match, okay, after the match was the interesting part because Kenny Kamega came out with a broomstick um, full of bar wires and a bat full of bar wires. While doing this match, Pac was in the commentating um, area and he pretty much um, uh, kept complaining about how in the world he's not the number one contender. He beat Kenny Omega, he beat Adam Page, you know, um, you know, um, because he beat, he beat Adam Page during the night. Uh, I said, no, he'd be Adam Page last week. I'm sorry. He'd be Adam Page last week. And so he's figuring, like, why he's not the number one contender in this match. 
So while Omega and Moxley are facing off in the ramp, um, Moxley went to pick up the bat that um, Omega threw at him with the bar wire. So they were about to go to face off, and all of a sudden, here comes Pac. He leaves the commentary booth, grabs the chair, and hits Omega from behind with the chair, knocking him down. Um, there was like a standoff between Pac and Moxley, and they kind of looked for Pac left, and Moxley looked like he was going to use the bat on Omega, but he didn't. He just dropped the bat and kept walking. So I don't know what this is all going to be about because as you guys watch the BTE, um, pretty much he looks like he's going to go back to his old Kenny Omega stuff. We don't know, but who knows what happens from that on. But I don't know what's going to happen because I'm sure they're not going to have a, uh, um, a three-way because already Omega and Moxley are scheduled to fight in full gear. So who knows? But... We'll be right back. And we're back. And so the next match was the main event, which is Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rose and Adam Hagman Page. Uh, this is what the confusion, because I remember seeing Adam Page in the show, but I thought it was this week for power. I'm, I'm, I'm a mess today. Um, so, but this match, pretty much, um, um, Jericho hit Rose with the Judas effect after... Back and forth action, Rose and Page appeared to have gained the upper hand, but Hager snuck into the ring and attacked Rose, which allowed Jericho to score the, victor, uh, the victory. Um, Jack Hager is the muscle for the inner circle, and it looks now that, um, you know, Hager is going to be a very, very key um, guy in this inner circle. He's going to be watching Chris Jericho's back, so now... You know, Hagel's the big guy. This guy's the muscle of the group. But uh, after the match, they, uh, you know, they started attacking um, Rose and Page. Following the match, the lights went out and Cody appeared. And when Cody appeared, um, and he started attacking um, Jericho and Simon Guevara, Santana and Ortiz calmed down quickly before MJF ran into the ring. Now here's the interesting part. It looked like MJF was going to turn on Cody Rhodes. But he went and started hitting everybody with the chair after brief, you know, after, this was after briefly teasing a turn on Cody. But MJF laid out Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho with a chair. Unfortunately for the faces, Jericho was able to lay out MJF before the Young Bucks came to the rescue. Because remember, MJF got caught with the cold breaker because he started, you know, um, pretty much um, playing to the crowd. So. And then um, the Bucks made the final save as, as Jericho was about to head up the ramp. He went kind of bullied the, the referee a little bit. And then um, he got caught because Darby Allen rolled down the skateboard down the ramp and laid out Jericho and entered the ring to close the show. But before he entered the ring, he hit Jericho with the skateboard on his back. And, you know, and pretty much Jericho um, was able to retreat with the rest of his guys. And pretty much, it looks like, um, you know, uh, Darby Allen will be facing Chris Jericho next week. And pretty much, Jericho said he's gonna catch, he's gonna pretty much get Cody next week. He's gonna pay for whatever he did today. And Darby Allen, he's gonna get beaten also, and called him bitch. So, pretty much that, pretty much was a good show. The um, 
I don't know what's going to happen next week. Because now, pretty much, if you guys see it, the full gear pay-per-view is pretty much coming to fruition. And as already, Omega versus Moxley is already set up. The um, Cody Rowe versus Jericho for the AEW. That's going to be set up. I'm sure we're going to have LAX, or whatever, proud and powerful, whatever they're calling themselves now, versus the Young Bucks. That's going to happen. Darby Allen, depending on what happens between him and Jericho, uh, I could see Pac maybe getting involved in that match and causing Darby Allen a match, and that probably might set up a Darby Allen versus Pac. Um, so as you see, things are turning to the 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 pay-per-view is getting set up little by little. I could see Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rose. That could happen also. The Riho situation i don't know if she's gonna who's she gonna um defend the belt but it looks like I think next week Britt baker is supposed to get a shot at riho i'm not sure but we don't know but right now it looks like riho is still the champion we don't know who she's gonna wrestle at full gear but i'm sure she'll be somewhere there unless she wrestles be prisoner and to defend the belt but as you see guys um this pretty much shows you that AEW put a great show. This show was better than last week. Um, and they kind of beat again NXT this week in the rating. NXT looked like they didn't even put an effort uh, to this week's show. I guess they probably figured, look, you know what? We're not going to go and, and put uh, a great show, hype it up, whatever. But they ended up losing by 400,000 points in the rating. Even though the ratings right now doesn't matter as long as it's consistent. Um, I don't want to talk bad about NXT. NXT, you know, they're still doing their thing. I mean, the Walter versus Kushida, that looked good. But now it looks like Kushida got hurt, I guess, in that match. And they got wrist problems. Um, so I went back and forth trying to look at the both shows. But I still watching more AEW. AEW now pretty much is setting up stuff that could get us to keep watching it every week. And, you know, who knows? But... Anyway, guys, this is the AEW Review Episode 2. So, um, overall, the show was great. The Inner Circle is the new faction. Um, they pretty much, I'm telling you right now, that's a, uh, I could be wrong with the setup of the matches that I just said. But, I mean, it looks like those are the matches that are going to happen. I mean, the Young Buck versus uh, Santana Ortiz, that's going to Oh my god, that's gonna go off the chain, but that's gonna be a good match, and I can't wait to see it. So, um, anyway, thank you for all my subscribers who are listening to my audio podcast, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I appreciate it. iHeartRadio picked up my my um, podcast last week, which uh, the thank thank you iHeartRadio for picking up my podcast. That means I get to reach out to more people. Uh, I want to thank all the subscribers. People in Portugal, people in India, Australia, Canada, United Kingdom, uh, Australia, I think I said already, Canada, um, in the United States, um, and my New York people who are supporting me. I thank you for your generosity to you know keep um, supporting this podcast, and hopefully I'll continue to bring you more um, reviews, more news, and um, definitely. Also, I have a youtube channel called the ultimate one wrestling news um you can check it out if you like the content you like the you know um what you listen to 
um, hit that thumbs up, you know, hit the notification bell and subscribe to the channel. I also and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter by Ultimate One Wrestling News. That's Ultimate, the number one wrestling news. So go check it out and see what I have there. Otherwise, you know, you could come check me also on audio, which is the Chokeslam Wrestling Report that you're listening to right now. Thank you, everybody. Um, thank you for your support. And I will see you guys next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Good night.